listening to Cap Chat, the show that connects you to the faces, voices, and stories of Cap Fam. We help you tap into Cap Fam, the network of thousands working together to help each other succeed. I am one of your hosts, Mary Claire Kunkel. And I am your other host, John Honaker. And we have two wonderful guests here with us. We have Deanna and we have Isan. And I know I got your name wrong, but it's going to be great. It was good. It was, it, it was good? <laughs> what rating do you give it out of a 10? I give it an eight, 8 out of 10. Well, that's eight, pretty good. Eight? Yeah. All right. We'll take it. By the end of the show, I'm going to try to get eight and a half. <laughs> I have realistic goals for myself. There you go. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you and why you're here. You um, you were invited, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Side eye to my producer. Yes, you were invited. <laughs> You're supposed to be here. Yes, You're in the we're right supposed place. to be here. Yeah. We found our way. So, mm-hmm. welcome. And who are you? What do you do? Thanks. My name is Deanna <laughs> Wagner. I serve as the Dean of Engagement and Success here at Capitol. So, I work with faculty and staff to help students have a really cool, engaging, unique experience, both Ooh. inside and outside the classroom. Um, so, working with tons of folks across campus to make sure that students are taken care of holistically, have things to do outside the classroom on the weekends, and that they're having engaging experiences learning inside the classroom. That is super interesting. We are definitely going to get into the super meat awesome. and potatoes of that. That's awesome. Oh, okay. And uh, my name is Ishan Thapa. I'm a BA Music junior with a minor in film and media production. And um, I'm an international student. I transferred here two years ago now. That would be, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I got involved on campus through the student leadership team and during the summer helped out with the summer orientations, you know, organized all the welcome weekend activities and stuff like that. And since then I've just, you know, I can't stop being involved on campus. It's hard to, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. So it's addicting. It sounds yeah, it like really is, it kinda, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get into <laughs> what a student leadership program looks like, mm-hmm. how to get involved once you're involved. How do you get out? You can't. It's you too really fun. can't. I can attest to that. <laughs> You're also. in forever. Yeah. Wait, You're are in you, forever. Are you in or have you experienced? I was an OL, which is an orientation leader, last okay. summer. So the student leadership team kind of runs the whole process of summer orientation, and then they have just orientation leaders who help mm-hmm. facilitate everything. Um, so they organize it, and then we actually take the new students around and show them where things are. And then big welcome weekend, which we'll probably get into later. We take our groups to different events, make them feel comfortable, kind of connect them to friends and make sure they aren't too terribly homesick that first weekend. That's, that's good. Well, I'll immediately uh, respond with a personal story. I Mm -hmm. am a commuter. So that means Mm -hmm. I lived off campus. I actually lived in Lancaster, Ohio and drove the 45 minutes to Bexley, Ohio Ohio drivers are the best, (laughs) he said sarcastically. Um, And I, orientation week was a little odd for me. I I showed up and there was like, I think the first activity we were doing icebreakers and we tossed around a uh, beach ball that had like all these icebreakers. If your right thumb is on this, what is your favorite color or something? And I, it was, I was like, ah, I don't know if this is for me. And um, I, I sold it short unfortunately. So can we get into orientation week, why it's important, what all you can expect from it? It's it's for all different kinds of personalities, introverts, extroverts, you know, all, all, all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I'll start. Yeah. We actually have an additional program to Welcome Weekend now that happens after summer orientation, but before Welcome Weekend, and it's online. Whoa. It's called CAP 101. Mm-hmm. So students get introduced to that and get introduced to all of the different resources on campus. So it's kind of a second touch point after summer orientation. You learn a little bit at summer orientation. CAP 101 comes along. You get a different section of campus kind of every week during July. Hmm. Students do that. They learn about those resources. If they complete the whole program, they get an hour of credit for free, which is a great way to start college. And A, before you even begin, you have a college credit, which is awesome. Um, And then they, yeah, you have one, you've started. And then they come for Welcome Weekend and Welcome Weekend expands upon the things that we have shared during CAP 101. So it goes a little bit deeper into resources. Like it's great that you know that we have peer tutoring. During Welcome Weekend, we tell you how to find it, where to go, how to get set up for tutoring and things like that. So we just try to build off of each step and give you more and more information. And like Mary Claire was saying, it is a time that you make your best friends. Um, You start Mm -hmm. meeting people, you become friends with them, you stay friends with them, they are familiar faces, and you get to meet older students who've Mm -hmm. been through it and they've already done the first time. They've already done finding their classes. They know about faculty members. They kind of share some of their knowledge to make it a little bit easier for students to settle in. High school students, you think you know your best friend. You you haven't even met them yet. And if you don't have have any best friends. More new friends. More best friends. I know. I love it. I love it. We're just going to start all over. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, so, Asan, tell me a little bit about Student Leadership Program. Do we get capes? Unfortunately, no, we haven't had any capes so far. Oh, okay. So we'll get that next year. I love it. Yeah, we'll work on it. Uh, But it's basically... It's sort of all the behind the scenes process of if you're an incoming student, you come here for summer orientation, you see all the, so all the fun activities that we have planned out for you and everything. And then you also get to do all those academic advising sessions, all the things you actually need for that are essential. And um, that's sort of like, it's a long day, but at the same time, it's very informational. It's very helpful. You also get to meet your incoming um, classmates, who uh, other classmates who will be coming in as well. And Welcome Weekend is sort of the uh, session, I mean, the sort of a court program or part of the summer where mm-hmm. right before you come into college, it's sort of getting to know everyone else in the incoming class. Um, and that's when you sort of start to sort of, I guess, solidify your sort of the friends you, you might be hanging out for the rest of your college career as well. Right. And I, for, that, for me, that definitely was the case. Um, I still have a good group of friends that I met in Welcome Weekend, who I still hang out to this day. None of them are in my classes, but I still hang out with them. In addition, you also have friends that are in, you make in class. But other than that, some orientation is basically sort of like the, as Deanna mentioned, sort of like the bare essentials of what you need. Right. And that will prepare you to, you know, come, uh, transition into college. So, and, and that transition's yeah. huge. And oh, yeah. I can attest to the fact of during orientation, um, when I was a first incoming first year, the people I made friends with ended up being the orientation leaders. Mm-hmm. And that was a really valuable, like just valuable friendships to have because having like upper class people as friends, they might have kitchens, they can cook you food. <laughs> They've been through all of that before right. and that mentorship can start to take place. Mm-hmm. And so absorbing all that information, how do I navigate college by someone who's in the thick of it, but you know, has kind of gone through what I've gone through And then when I became an orientation leader, taking that and being able to give that back, which I think is also something that's very integral to Capital's culture of that mentorship of 
being a mentee and then being a mentor. But even when you're a mentor, you never stop being a mentee. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very hashtag cat fam, if you will, (laughs) concept. Teaching uh, first years the rare delicacy of frozen waffles and peanut butter. (laughs) Pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Uh, I want to talk about um, beyond orientation, first year experience of college is exciting and we've talked about all the opportunities um let's talk about the other aspect of it it could also be very difficult it could be uh sometimes a lot and uh what what do you see with students that struggle uh what are i guess how to say what are the first or most common struggles of students coming in and experiencing college and this huge transition in their life? What are the most common struggles that, that students are experiencing? The most common and the earliest one we see is homesickness. Okay. Most people are homesick to some degree. Um, even students who are commuters sometimes are homesick for their friends who have left and gone away. <laughs> so they're not, they haven't left their home, but their home has kind of right. moved on into different homes or new homes. So people experience that in very different ways. And one of the things that I think would be important to remind incoming students about is that all students struggle with something to some degree. They do. So whether it's homesickness, whether it's learning how to study in college, if you never really had to do that in high school or balancing your time in a different way when someone's not saying you're in class from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., your whole life is yours to schedule and dictate which time goes where. And so some students struggle with that early on and figuring out a plan for them and how to be healthy in a holistic way. So how to make the right choices in the dining room on what to eat, when you should work out or get a walk in instead of playing video games, things like that. So those time management skills are also places where students start to grow a lot early in that first year so they can be successful. And how does Capital offer uh, resources? So we talked a little bit about, you know, homesickness and then Mm -hmm. you mentioned, you know, holistic, you know, Please eat a salad. Like not everything Have is chicken fingers. Yeah, <laughs> come on, your body is screaming. You're dehydrated. You don't even know it. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, looking at you know diet and, and a holistic or healthy approach to your life, uh, even academic. I'm sure uh, um, struggling through that. You nailed it with saying everyone has struggles mm-hmm. and. Uh, what are the resources that capital can provide students that are experiencing these struggles? Um, I'm sorry. Can I just, just something I want to mention. I want you to jump in there. I want (laughs) you to take her mic. And I wanted to mention something. Uh, the most recent, um, program that cap, I found out about cap is the cap cupboard. Uh, uh, it's, uh, sort of where food is donated, right? Food is donated by students or faculty members, Hmm. by anyone. And, it's for students who are sort of, you know, um, sort of struggling, but they're sort of tight on budget for food okay. and stuff. And so the cap cupboard helps eliminate sort of that stress about thinking about, oh, what are you going to eat next, you know, and then how much money do I have to save up to buy this and whatnot. So cap cupboard, you can just sort of give send them an email. Uh, they'll respond saying you can come pick up your food package or something, and they'll just have a variety of foods. They'll have some, I don't know, I got one over the, was it the, some, no, winter break, sorry. I got one of the winter break. They had pasta. They had mac and cheese. Yeah. Just have a bunch of things that once I got, I just didn't have to worry about the food aspect of things. Right. You could con- concentrate a bit more on your academics. And I thought that was amazing because I've never heard of any other colleges doing that. 
where right. you just got it. And again, that's thanks to the generosity of the students and also faculty members and anyone else who uh, donates food to the cap, to the cap cupboard. So that's something I loved about. That's huge. Yeah. So, yeah. One of the cool things I think about Capital is that we're really proactive in creating resources. So we, with the Cap Cupboard, for example, didn't know that we have a lot of students who are food insecure or students who might forget their lunch and they're a commuter student and they're not going to drive home to get their lunch, but they yeah. need something to eat because they also didn't bring their credit card. Things like that. We didn't know necessarily that that was a need of our student body, but we know nationally that it's a need among college students. So we proactively offered that resource out. Um, so that's a really good way for capital to stay ahead of student need, which right. is important. But if there is a student struggling with something, we have a resource for it on campus. So academically, we have peer tutoring. We have a writing center. We have students that work one on one. We have tutors that sit in some classes with students. So they're sitting in the class with you. And then we'll work through the material with you in a workshop later away wow. from the faculty member. We have our Center for Health and Wellness for medical and mental health support. We have a disability services office. So if you need extra time for tests or you have anxiety and need accommodated in different ways for those kinds of things, we have people ready and willing to help you. That's huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, mental health, I mean, the awareness needs to grow. It is growing and mm -hmm. I'm glad it's growing. It needs to grow even more. Um, you're dealing with a whole lot of new things. It sounds like as I'm talking about this, it's like, oh, it's, college is a lot. No, it just, mm -hmm. I want awareness to to be there where it's a big change and you got to, it's grow up and it's changing with the times. And so I, I think it's really great that these students have those resources for them. It is a lot. And something that Mary Claire said earlier about having the opportunity to have mentors ahead of you right. is that it's mm -hmm. a lot for a new student because they're doing it for the first time. But no one else here besides other first year students are doing it for the first time. Mm -hmm. Everyone else has done this. We've all been there. Right. So when you have a struggle, we probably have a solution. Mm -hmm. We might not have the exact solution because solutions are very unique to each student. So we will take something we've done with another student and make it work for you, adjust it so that it fits your needs. Um, it's not a cookie cutter like, oh, well, this is what Mary Claire needed. So this is what every other student's mm -hmm. going to get. It's this is what Mary Claire needed. This is what Deanna needed, et cetera, et cetera. And then we move on to kind of shape our resources for what students need individually. Mm -hmm. I think along with that, the whole idea that every person has a different journey toward being successful and what's best for them. I know, I think something universal for the summer before you go to college is that fear that you won't make friends. And mm -hmm. I know for me personally, during orientation like um, welcome weekend and all that stuff. I didn't really connect with my group that much. I connected with one of my orientation leaders and she's still one of my really good friends. But that pressure there and that homesickness kind of compounded and kind of that you don't have to make all your friends right yeah. there. That's okay. That's why there's various student organizations. And I started joining those right away. And it kind of took time to, you know, get really good friends out of that, to have friendships grow organically. That takes time. You have to set down the roots and decide to get involved in things that you might have an interest in. And there are so many of them. And then just wait and see where that goes. And that might change. You might decide, oh, wait, I want to be involved in this now. I don't have time for this now. That's something that I also had to learn <laughs> is like being over-involved and when to let go of something because it's going to be more draining than helpful. And I was wondering if you could um, speak a little bit more about that and then also the various organizations that we have on campus that people could get involved in. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, so that's actually a perfect example for what happened to me last semester. I joined um, 
the Capitones, which is an acapella group. And I was also um, part of a uh, ukulele club. <laughs> but then I couldn't make the ukulele clubs because uh, that's when the Capitones rehearsals were ha- held. So uh, I was part of that for a semester. And then I was also in- I'm also involved with uh, the Global Student Association, formerly known as the International Student Association. And also on the now this semester, I'm on the Interfaith Council. Uh, so with all of that, taking all of that into consideration, I had to make the decision to sort of drop out of Capitons this semester because I just did not have the amount, the time and the, I couldn't be fully committed to it. Um, sure, I could have put in a half an effort into it, but you know, it wouldn't have been the best. But so yeah, I had to make that decision and just sort of see, I don't have time to get involved in everything, but at the same time, I'm also, you know, academics comes first. <laughs> like that's always the most important is your academics. And on top of that, if you can get involved in a lot of other things, that's, that's great. And when I first came in as a transfer student, I actually initially came in as a piano performance major. And that that was so draining because I did not, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like every free time I had, I had to go to practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, that's different to everyone, how everyone else feels. Um, I just felt like I just didn't have any other time to do anything else. And um, so that one year, last year, I went through the piano performance course. And the first semester, I'm sure if you, uh, Deanna might, Deanna probably never even heard of me back, back then um, because I was never even involved on campus. I'd go I'd go to the con, I'd practice, go back to my room, eat, sleep, that was it. And then go back and do some homework, go back, <laughs> go back to the con the next day, go practice, go to classes. And it was just that. But then I saw the opportunity to get involved in the student leadership team. And that sort of, that's why I mentioned that in the first place is because that's what have kicked off my whole involvement on campus for right. me. And... Um, even back then, I was back in high school. I wasn't as sort of outgoing or you know as talkative as I am now, and that confidence in trying to you know um, I guess converse with other people and um, getting getting to know other people that the student leadership team helped you know sort of build that for me, and I'm still working on it at the moment, and uh, I still find it daunting at times. This like right now, I'm just like this. We're not that intimidating, okay? We're very friendly no. people. No, it's not that and, it, yeah. and you get over-involved, not because you feel like you have to, but because there's so many things that you're interested right. in. And you're like, oh, no, exactly. how do I navigate that? So what are some of the things that you can be interested in? Sure. Yeah, we have over 90 student organizations. So for a campus our size, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, what I love about student organizations is they change annually. We always get new student organizations because new students come in or students meet people and they're like, oh, you love Star Wars? I love Star Wars. Let's start a club about Star Wars. And they form a student organization based around their love of Star Wars. And that's totally cool. Student organizations are a place where students have complete ownership and ability to build whatever it is that they want to build. So we have all different kinds of things. We have a student government which Senate her first years can run for their Senate positions in September so they can get involved right away um, when they get here. We have fraternities and sororities, both local organizations and nationally affiliated organizations. We have a brand new organization this year for students who are vegan who wanted to come together and help Whoa. other people try vegan food. So not only is it just about them like hanging out and eating vegan food, they want to invite all of us in to say, you don't know what it means to be vegan? Let me teach you. Um, so whatever your interests are, we have something for that. Yeah. Or I bet you can find nine friends and create a new student organization. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So my next question is actually back to uh, students that are uh, struggling or the, you know, idea of reaching out and getting the resources that you need in order to succeed. It's about student success, right? Capital wants you to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about if you're a parent of one of these students that is struggling uh, with the, you know, the dynamic change of scheduling, figuring out, you know, how to run my own schedule, eating a vegetable or whatnot. Um, you know, there's different types of parenting techniques. There's, you know, the parents that are like, ah, you know, shake it off. They'll be okay. They adapt. And then the other parents that are like, no, I really would like to be there and help. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say to parents that are, you know, either hearing, you know, phone calls or texts from their, their students and they're like, Hey, you all right? You, you, how's it going? We don't really believe in the concept of a helicopter parent at Capitol. You hear that a lot when you hear about college students. I don't believe in that. I don't like that term um, because parents are parents and they are your number one support system through most of the changes in your life for Mm -hmm. a lot of students. And so we want partners or parents to be partners Um, We want if there is something that is going on in your student's life that is hard for them and we don't know about it because we're strangers as friendly and welcoming as capital is. They still don't know us. Right. And so sometimes parents will give us the best information about students. We'll get emails or calls from moms and dads and saying, I have I do not want my child to know that I have called you, but I really think they're struggling. Can Mm -hmm. someone check in on them? And we can do that. And we can reach out to them in different ways that doesn't make it awkward for the student, doesn't make it awkward for the parent and helps the parents have a little bit better sense of, okay, my student's going to be okay there. Everything's going to be all right. And we try really hard to be proactive with parents as well and keep them informed. We do a monthly e-newsletter Um, That goes out to parents for first years. It's very much focused on all the things that are happening at that time frame throughout the academic year. And then in your second, third and fourth years, um, that newsletter changes a little bit, gives you a little bit more information about things going on in the city, because that's important to us that folks know what's happening in Columbus. It's a great asset of being at Capitol. And so we we start to shift a little bit more into that. um, What's going to happen next kind of thing. And then obviously we start focusing on the after capital years as you get ready yeah. to graduate. That's awesome. I'd like to give a shout out to Jenny Smith. Um, yeah, Jenny. She's the dean of student success and she's just someone you can, like, she's someone you can always go to for anything, literally. And then she'll find the best ways to, like, you know, sort of get the best people to con- get in contact with to help you with, if you're struggling with anything. And she's just, she's just an amazing, she's so welcoming. That's and, uh, awesome. Yeah. And her office looks the most coziest, too. So. <laughs> she's great office yeah. furniture. <laughs> So ultimately, it's about student success. It's about your success. That's what it's surrounded. Mm -hmm. And you have, I mean, as an incoming student, you have a lot of resources. Everybody's, it seems like on your side. It's Mm -hmm. like this whole organization was built around you. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much to our guests for coming on Cap Chat. I hope you guys have had a good time. Hopefully yeah. I wasn't too intimidating. No, 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 no. thank you for having us. This, this it, it was super helpful to hear your guys' insight and mm-hmm. uh, to further dive into what that dynamic looks like. So if you guys are listening, please subscribe. Make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all, all of them. All of them were there. We're in video format. We're in audio format. Uh, Hopefully you're loving this, and we will see you next episode on CapChat.